The unique thing about all the scripture readings that we have heard in worship today is that each of them is really a song that is being sung by people of faith. From the psalmist who cries, sing a new song to the Lord, to the elderly Zechariah who sings, blessed are you God, for you have visited and redeemed your people. To the angels who sing glory to God in the highest and to faithful Simeon who sings, my eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared for all peoples. These are all songs that have the power to move us and inspire us as people of faith today. Sometimes it is the words of songs that touch us at a very deep place in our lives. And sometimes it is the tune, for example, the tune that has even been put to many of those words we have just heard, tunes to other songs that resonate with our soul. And I guess that's always the way it is with music. When I asked people about this during the season of Advent, I heard some beautiful examples about how the songs of Advent and Christmas have made a deep connection with them in their lives. And what they spoke about ranged from the significance of a single word in a song that stands out, like the word reconciled or peace. Or it might be the power of a phrase like, come, let us adore him. Other people talked about the way a song in its entirety is like a spiritual bridge to them, for them to a time or a place that is sacred in their memory and how that song then continues to be a source of comfort each time it is sung. And then, of course, there is the power a song always has to speak to us in new ways. That may even be the case for you in the songs that we are singing during this festival of lessons and carols. If this has been a year in which you have lost a loved one, for example, or welcomed a new person into your family, or turned the page to a new chapter in your life, I can imagine that you are finding new significance in words or melodies that may have been very familiar to you. Even in this moment, if you are feeling anxious or vulnerable or joyful or hopeful, it may be that an old song that has been sung during worship is really God speaking directly to you in a new way. In my own life, some of my earliest memories include singing together with others. In our family, it started in the home where there was always a piano and there was always harmony given the fact that there were eight of us who all loved music. I have lovely memories too of singing in church as a child in the midst of Malagasy people in Madagascar who added the rich harmonies of their cultural tradition to the words of faith that have been passed down from one generation to the next in all parts of the world. At the boarding school that my siblings and I attended for American children in Madagascar, we sang together every evening at devotions. There were about a hundred of us all together from first grade through high school. And those of us who were in elementary school had that as really the last thing we did before going to bed every night. When we moved to the United States, as still during my childhood in the mid-1960s, I was not only mindful of the songs that we sang together in our large church in North Hollywood, 
but also the songs that were becoming so important to people in the United States and the broader culture. Often, I came to know those songs by listening to the radio or watching television, or probably mostly by overhearing the music that my older siblings were playing in their bedrooms. And by then, by those mid-1960s, they were songs that had already become a strong part of the change that was gaining momentum in that tumultuous and creative time for our nation. The ones that come to mind for me, especially now, are the songs of justice and hope that brought life and energy to diverse people at that time. There may have been no better example of that in the early 1960s than the March on Washington, which united great masses of people in a national sing-along. At the march, Joan Baez took an Arlo Guthrie song called We Shall Overcome and sang it with such passion and conviction that it soon became a theme song of a growing civil rights movement. Bob Dylan introduced the crowd to edgy songs of his forthcoming album called The Times They Are a Changin'. And Peter, Paul, and Mary sang Pete Seeger's If I Had a Hammer in a way that stirred up feelings in their own hearts. Remembering the event, Mary Travers said, we started to sing and I had an epiphany. Looking out at this quarter of a million people singing together, I truly believe that we were seeing the beginning of a positive social change. When I was much older, I remember witnessing the power of song in a similar way. When people began gathering at the wall that divided East and West Berlin in Germany. When the breaching of that monument to division in 1989 took most of the world by surprise. It's important to remember that it had been preceded for several months by the peaceful protests of the citizens of Leipzig. Gathering on Monday evenings by candlelight around St. Nikolai Church, the church where Johann Sebastian Bach composed so many of his cantatas, they would sing. Over two months, their numbers grew from a fewer than, a, than um, maybe one or two voices to a thousand voices to then more than 3,000 people who would gather, over half the citizens of the city, singing songs of hope and protest and justice until their songs shook the powers of their nation and changed the world. I have a feeling that most of them were singing words and melodies that they had known since childhood. But when they stood together and sang them in those months of struggle and hope, I imagine that the songs took on a whole new meaning for almost every one of them. And that is my hope for us as we gather to sing and to hear songs of faith today in this unique time and place. I pray that the familiar words and melodies will come to life for us in new ways for every single one of us, and that we will all feel the power that these songs have to connect us with the very real presence of God and with the promise that God is coming to break down the walls that confine us and to open the way again to peace and joy and hope. So with the composer of Psalm 89 
and with Zechariah and the angels and Simeon and with people of faith in all corners of the world, with angels and archangels, with cherubim and seraphim, let us all sing a new song to the Lord and join the unending hymn of all creation. Thanks be to God. Amen.